special set of guests. Alex Wise and Wesley Taylor are with us, and they are just hysterically funny people, actors who are have put together this web series called Indoor Boys, and we're talking with them because this season three that's coming up has got such a huge skew on Broadway talent, and... Uh, and I, I thought to myself, we have to talk to these two, and I'll refer to Wesley as Wes because he and I are longtime friends. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, if we skip in between Wes and Wesley, you know, he prefers when friends call him Wes. So, um, guys, thanks for talking with us. Hi, thanks for having us. <laughs> oh, hi, James. We're happy to be here. Wait, are you guys in on the West Coast right now, or where are you now? No, we are in um, our editing studio in New York, and we are um, finishing up. Uh, just we're doing all the final touches for our uh, season three. So we're very excited, and we're very, very tired. <laughs> our colorist and cinematographer Paris Remillard just stepped in and is tiptoeing around this interview. Ah, <laughs> excellent. Time to say hello. <laughs> get, get out of here, Paris. Get out. We don't want to hear his get voice. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Get back to work. We got a deadline coming up. When is this deadline? Season three drops when? So it drops on midnight of the first. So so you know Monday night at midnight. So Tuesday proper. Um, we're having a screening tomorrow night for all of the cast and crew and producers and everyone who had a hand in in the making of season three. So uh, <clears throat> the deadline is tonight. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yep. So we're finishing up tonight, and everybody can see it on Tuesday, October first. So season one had eight chapters, and season two had another eight chapters. Season three is similar? Yes. Yep, it's going to be eight chapters again. The whole thing is a little bit longer. There's just a, like, a, uh, there's a little bit more story to tell. And so altogether, um, each chapter is about 10 minutes, give or take. And so this is pretty much an 80-minute movie that we've made this past summer and fall. So um so it's a it's a it's a thing this this season. You could think of it like a like a little movie. Um, so I think uh, people are going to have a lot of a lot of fun things to watch within this. Each season gets each season gets a little bit longer and a little bit more full. The cast grows in size. Um, we flesh it out just a little bit more each season. It's really amazing. Uh, you know, I, I just started uh, watching them, and I and I made it through uh, season one and part of season two. Really, really funny, and, and uh, it's it's comedy and it's short, but it's also really insightful. Uh, oh, thank you. And uh, you know, it's it's really touching how you're able to make such an impactful point in five, six, seven minutes or so of these, each of these chapters. So what drew you to this type of a format? Well, well, uh, I've been doing web content for a long time, narrative-driven web series and, and tinkering around with short... Identify for the listener who's speaking. I'm so sorry. This is Wesley, uh, Wes. Uh, I've done a lot of narrative-driven web series um, in the last decade, and, and I... Uh, short form storytelling. And I found myself in LA uh, developing 
things uh, in LA with a production company out there, Anonymous Content. And Alex was in Los Angeles too. And I'd always been friends with Alex, not, not close friends, but you know, I admired him. I was a fan of his work and I wanted to work with him. And, and I, we were hanging out one day and I, I brought to him a short play that I had written and, and sort of we, we rewrote it together to fit our voices and we shot it as a standalone sketch um, just to sort of see, just to, to try it out and see if this was worth expanding on, if, we, if it could be the pilot of a web series or if it was just going to be a sketch. And uh, we put it on the internet and people seemed to respond. And so we just kept, uh, we kept telling the story. We kept expanding the, the plot. And, and I think um, what's exciting for us about this is that this, and this is Alex speaking, that this show has um, grown and become this little universe that was so much more than what we initially envisioned. At first, it was just a way for us to write something together, to uh, be creative, to pass the time, to share something with people. But but then it's become this this uh, you know this world full of all of these wonderful actors like Carolee Carmelo and Krista Rodriguez, Vian Cox, Frankie Grande, Noah Galvin, all these people that whom we love and respect have um, have found their way into this world and it and it is just become richer and funnier and then I think I hope more meaningful as it goes too. Um, and 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 to also echo what Wes said a little bit or or build on it, you know, I was out in LA and and I I've always been an actor, I've always been a playwright, but Wes has turned me into a filmmaker, and now I outdo him. So about my cursing. So, but we're we really have an amazing time together, and it's been an an incredible collaborative experience that we get to. Uh, uh, create um, a room full of people whom we love and admire and we all get to make something together. So that's really, for me, the spirit of Indoor Boys is this um, thing that's so creative and collaborative and, and hopefully telling a story about relationships or about, um, you know, a lot about mothers and sons, I think, really parents and children and um, the dysfunction and the comedy and, and the pathos of that. And, and so we've tried to explore all that. And, and it's, um, and, and those are some things I have to say. <laughs> Alex, you have uh, extensive theatrical credits. Uh, in the most recent credits, I want to uh, say that you, you uh, played Ogie in Waitress at the Brooks. Uh, and yes, they did. You were a co-producer of What the Constitution Means to Me at the Helen Hayes, uh, mm-hmm. and worked on the Flamingo Kid. You were a hawk at Hartford Stage. Uh, these are, uh, you know, you are balancing very different mediums here, and also is very few people who are taking the stage that are also co-producing uh, a Tony Award-nominated uh, play, and so you you're very uh you're very busy here and how do you uh how do you pick your favorite child <laughs> well thank you first off and um and um my favorite child is brett he was just he ran the fastest um <laughs> no, i mean i i think you know i i kind of think of all of these things as uh they're all extensions of the same um that same 
passion that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just different ways to express it. So I'm I'm so curious about finding the different avenues with which to uh, tell a story or help somebody else tell a story. And it all feels like it's feeding the same kind of creative energy. Like when, when I was a kid, I was a painter and I was sure that I was just going to be a painter and then theater came along and I was like, maybe I can be a set designer. And so, you know, I've always just um, been looking for different ways to express that same feeling that I have. And for me, producing was just um, another way to do that. You know, I, for what the constitution means to me, that show is, it's not my moment. It is not about me. It is, you know, but I feel so good being able to help Heidi Schreck um, to, to help her facilitate her um, story and to uh, and then to sit back and celebrate the genius that is Heidi. So I'm just uh, excited to you know get my hands dirty in all of these different mediums, and and I hope there are there are more to come. Wesley, um, you are also have a, a deep past in legitimate theater on stage, uh, and you also got to play Bobby on Smash. Uh, so. I mean, what's that same question for you? How do you pick which uh, which one of these is is uh, when you get up in the morning and say, "I have a bunch of things to do. Uh, what do I do today?" <laughs> I have to say, I when I don't have something to contribute to the world, when I feel like I'm waking up without a purpose, I'm very depressed, um, and so. The, the way to, I don't know, stay mentally healthy and happy in my experience is to continue to create. So, um, you know, as actors, we, uh, we, we go through an ebb and flow of, of work. Um, sometimes I'm, I, I feel like I've never been busier. I'm juggling three different projects and other times I'm not doing anything but the projects I create for myself. Um, and then other times I'm creating and doing, you know, something on Broadway or out of town or something. And, and that's the busiest time, but I, I thrive off stress and I thrive off of, of being needed and wanted and, uh, and having stories to tell and point of view. So um, to me, busy is good. And I can complain about it sometimes when I feel very tired. Uh, but I know deep down that it's, it always trumps, uh, you know, the time off. And uh, vacation is very hard for me. I just went to, to Hawaii for two weeks, which is unheard of for me. Because um, I, I get very restless. And, and um, after a few days off, I, I feel like I'm going crazy. Um, but it, it's a valuable lesson for me to, to try to rest and regurgitate sometimes. Because um, <laughs> I do overextend. When you wake up in the morning, do you think today's going to be the best day ever? <laughs> hey So referring to uh, Wes was in the original Broadway cast of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Sheldon J. Plankton, uh, yeah. and uh, you know that you know uh, Hawaii could be equated to Bikini Bottom. Do you have uh, flashbacks to uh, to that uh, that fun and exciting time originating a Broadway role? Yes. I, I mean, SpongeBob was my third original Broadway role, and it was the best experience I've had on Broadway. I think mostly because I had five years off the boards, 
And when I graduated drama school and went right into Rock of Ages and then right into Adam's Family, I took it a little bit for granted um, <laughs> because I, I had that sort of youthful arrogance of like, oh, this, is, this keeps happening to me. It's going to last forever. I'm, gonna, I'm invincible. I'm going to be in Broadway, be on the Broadway show for the rest of my life. Um, but then I had the sort of, you know, normal actor's journey of, of you know, uh, taking some time off of the boards. And I come back to Broadway and it was just, um, first of all, the most creative, magical show I could ever ask to be a part of, um, led by Tina Landau, who is just a genius. Um, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, so I think that, that that experience bringing me back to Broadway was the best experience I could have had coming back. You went to the Dr. Phillips High School in the uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. Uh, certainly, lots of people have come through those both of those institutions on their way to Broadway. Uh, did you know anybody, uh, get, to, get to work with anybody from your uh, younger life and your new life? Uh, well, the, the high school, the arts high school that you mentioned, Dr. Phillips, that, you know, I still see plenty of them in New York. A lot of them work behind the scenes, like uh, tech. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't Vargo? Then, uh, did Vargo go to Phillips? Yeah, Susan, Susan Vargo was one of was our head producer on SpongeBob, and she yeah. went to my school. And uh, you know Michael Michael James Scott, who's been the genie, and uh, plenty of people. But but School of the Arts, my my conservatory, they're everywhere, and I, I see them constantly, and we collaborate with each other constantly. I mean, it's sort of that's one of the best things about. I find is the network that you create. Um, we're always sort of trying to write things for each other and include each other in things. Uh, my fiance is, is from the school that I attended. So we're very well connected, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a rivalry with the folks from Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> not at all, because, you know, North Carolina School of the Arts was not a musical theater school. So I would say if you're looking for rivalries, look for CCM or Carnegie or one of one of those, one I of those see. dogs. <laughs> I see. Uh, and so we really haven't talked about the show Indoor Boys, uh, uh, deeply. We can find all the episodes at IndoorBoys.tv and we'll have a link to that in the show notes, uh, so that the listeners can go and check it out. Um, when these things launch, I mean, how do you guys make money on this? I can just play it for free. Well, I think part of the fun, um, for, everyone listening is that you can watch this for free and the way that we make money is by doing other things <laughs> and, and we, I, we have this other career you know mm-hmm. we, we act in these projects which also helps us fund these creative projects so yeah. so yeah I mean of course Alex and I are building up a brand as creators and we you know obviously hope to be showrunners of a of a big time show um, that can that can provide uh, stability for us so that we can do this sort of full time that is sort of a dream of mm-hmm. ours of course to be our own tina fey lena dunham situation <laughs> but uh you phoebe waller bridge you only chose women that was three women and i think that was those were three good choices yeah thank yeah. you yeah tell um, our listeners no tell the listeners well, we, the the uh impetus behind indoor boys tell a little bit of the backstory so that they understand why they would want to watch this Sure. Well, I think the best way to think of this is as a gay odd couple. It's uh, a a neurotic boy, and it is a um, what's the word? What for you? What would you say your character is? 
Uh, Self-involved. Yeah, he's, he's extremely narcissistic. I mean, That's this is, the word. It was narcissistic. Intense. I mean, this is in the age of the, you know, this is the information age, and you have two digital natives, two millennials, a modern odd couple who don't leave the apartment, indoor boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they're exploring the boundaries of their no-boundaries no friendship. Relationship. Um, they're best friends, but they also, you know, as is the case for many uh, gay friendships, there is always an unspoken gray uh, blurry boundary. And this um, show is about that boundary. We, we didn't see um, in, in a lot of uh, media that we see, and it is changing, and there's, there's some great um, LGBTQI plus representation on television, but we didn't see a lot that was just about like gay guys being friends. And we thought that was um, a story that we wanted to tell. And we wanted to tell it in a funny way. And then it became, uh, it it grew from just being about friendships to being um, a lot about our mothers, played by the magnificent Carolee Carmelo and Vianne Cox. Yeah, it's really family dynamics as well. But but back to what Alex was saying about, about gay content on television, there's something to be said about a lot of time when you're experiencing LGBTQ storylines, it is... um, it is about life or death. It is about acceptance and tolerance and um, uh, persecution, uh, illness, uh, HIV. You know, it's about a lot of heavy, important things. But there isn't a lot of content just about universal things, uh, which I think, uh, you know. About jealousy. Or yeah, about, uh, about, uh, about loneliness, about uh-huh, possession, uh-huh. about, you know, uh, secure, you know, just about uh, things that we all go through, but through the ingredients of two gay characters. So, so yeah, that's that's how we think of it. You could you could think of it as broad a gay broad city. You could think of it as a gay flea bag. Um, <laughs> you know, I think um, uh, some of those comparisons, um, uh, you know, hold true depending on the episode. Yeah, it's very uh, acerbic and 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 uh, fast paced. It's got uh, I hope. I, yeah. It's got the wit of, uh, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm or 30 Rock, but also, uh, you know, a lot of unlikable characters that you're, you see as likable, like difficult people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of shows that we're inspired by that we, that we pull from, but, uh, but, but also it's pretty unique and special of its own, we think. Yeah. And it's for free at indoorboys.tv. All right. So, uh, Alex and Wes, I want to thank you for joining us on BroadwayRadio.com. You'll be able to find all of these episodes at IndoorBoys.tv, and we'll have a link to that, plus uh, all of your social media stuff. Do you guys know how many followers you have? See, that's an inside joke. On on the Indoor Boys. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Your personal stuff. Oh, got it. Uh, And... And we will uh, look forward to seeing more and more episodes and your continued success. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. We really appreciate the time, and, and thank you, and thanks to all the listeners, too. 